Welcome to Law and Politics, The Student Spin, hosted by Nathan Thacker. Hello, everybody. My name is Nathan Thacker, the host of the podcast, Law and Politics, The Student Spin. I'm just coming today to basically create an intro video or intro podcast. Uh, intro episode and just get right into the show a little bit so basically I want to start off with what is the show about well first uh, I want to go into a deeper understanding of law I want to talk about current cases uh, different subjects of law uh, and those I might have a few different segments uh, like funny laws that are still active today uh, maybe some updates on the impeachment inquiry um, and weird things that have happened in the law today that people might wonder, why is that happening? I just want to delve a little bit deeper into that. I also want to talk about politics. Uh, I want to talk about current events, how politics have changed over time. Basically, I'm basically trying to give this a student spin. Uh, I also want to interview others as well. Uh, lawyers, students, professors. Uh, I'm a student myself. Uh, again, I'm Nathan. I'm based here in Kentucky. I'm currently a pre-law student. I'm working on the rest of my bachelor's. And after that, I want to go straight into law school. So we'll kind of see what happens with this show as I go into law school. It'll probably get a little bit more deeper. Hopefully not. I don't want to get it too deep because I, I want to reach as many of you listeners as I really can. Uh, again, I want to interview others on the show as well. Uh, I just want to, I want to get as many perspectives as I can while still keeping that student mindset. Um, yeah, maybe turn this into an educational show as well. We'll see what happens. So uh, basically, I want to get into the main segment of my show. Um, this is going to be the why I personally cannot stand civil litigation. So I want to start off with first the difference between civil and criminal. So uh, first there's a major distinction and that is a lack of jail time. Uh, now some of you may be saying oh well some people get jail time after civil cases. Well yes and no. Uh, a lot of times uh, you have your civil and your criminal cases that are about the same action. Uh, like uh, let's take the O.J. Simpson case, for example. Uh, he was charged by the state of Florida and found not guilty because, you know, the gloves. And the, I'll forget the, the rest of the other uh, family. They took him to civil court after the criminal trial to get civil damages. Well, as you know, he still got civil damages that he had to pay to the family. And that's one of the main differences that I don't want to talk about today. But first off, let's start at the beginning of a civil case. Uh, the first thing that's going to happen are pleadings. Uh, that's after the actual incident has happened. So, oh no, I slipped and, slipped and fall in, I don't know, Nathan R.S. Uh, that's a, just a fictional place I made up. So, I slip and fall in Nathan R.S. and I say, well, you know what? I think it was your fault. I'm going to sue you. And that's when pleadings start. That is when the plaintiff, me who slipped, would make a a complaint filed in whatever jurisdiction that he fell in, which I'll have a future episode of jurisdictions. Uh, mark that down. Um, so basically, I file that complaint and I say, you didn't do 
this, 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 so I'm going to sue you based on your own negligence, and I want this, this, this. That might be medical damages. Who even knows? I'll get more into that a little bit later. Well, after that, the uh, person who I'm trying to sue, uh, the defendant, comes to me with an answer. And they can also give me a counter-complaint. So, with that answer, that might be... Excuse me. Uh, that might be a... Uh, yes, we agree with this, this, and this, but we don't think you slipped and fall, fell. Uh, we don't think that you were acting that you weren't acting with negligence and they can create a counter complaint against me and it's just all of just arguing back and forth basically your classic judge judy trial now any lawyers or other law students that are listening i understand there's a difference between your judge judy and your actual civil litigation i'm just giving a very standard approach to this so with all those pleadings, you have your interrogatories, which are questions that either party might want answered, and they're filing these with the court, they're giving it to opposing counsel, uh, let's see here, you have depositions, affidavits, everything. So basically, all of this is during the discovery phase, which are governed by all these court rules. Your case may not even make it to this to a actual trial, it may just make it and be, it may just happen to be settled right within the discovery phase, which is completely okay. I'm completely fine with that. Uh, it keeps the backlog of cases out of our court systems. It is a completely okay way to maintain our courts. Now, where I have a problem with civil litigation is the rules. Now, I appreciate the rules. I follow the rules whenever I write anything for a civil case, but there are way too many rules. If you have ever seen any rule book, there is at least 200 pages, no matter what rule book you look into. Now, I'm not saying that they're all there, that they're not all there for a purpose. They are. It is to keep the court as structured as possible. Now, as a law student, do I want to look into any of those rules? No, 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 no. Now, that said, I do love the rules. I love having rules. It keeps everything straight and going forward, and that way we don't have to deal with anything about uh, what this might, or how this might need to be written, or how this might be need to be interpreted. It keeps writing the writing any motions, any uh, pleadings. It keeps it all to a point, but. Excuse me. My main problem is that I have to look at every single rule for any jurisdiction that I might be writing something for. Now, let's go to our monetary damages. With the criminal case, you have jail time, no jail time. Some jail time, no jail time. You're going to have some type of imprisonment. That could also come as house arrest. That could be probation, parole, anything surrounding an imprisonment or confinement. With your civil litigation, that goes all out the window. You have, a, not even a strict, you have money jam, money damages that can be paid in any way, shape, or form, unless we're talking about comp workers' compensation, with that, which has strict rules. Some other jurisdictions might have an outline of how things need to be 
how things need to be divvied up or um, appropriated. But in the, the greater scheme of things, your monetary damages are can be uh, given or taken away in any however you want to look at it very without very much discretion by a jury or a judge which by that I mean they can give any reasonable amount of money awarded to either the plaintiff or the defendant even depends on whoever they rule for now you don't only have monetary damages that you have to look at well it in the monetary damages area, there are different subsects of those. So you have medical, uh, you have any any type of payment that someone has done can be awarded as a damage. But then you also have the pain and suffering, which is probably the worst part about monetary damages. With pain and suffering, you have to then, as a juror or a judge, you have to look at how much damage was done to a person, and then you have to put a monetary value on that, which I understand that we have to draw the line at somewhere, but me personally, I can't deal with the idea of putting money on someone's pain and suffering. It's just, it's hard to comprehend how you would even do that. And then there's, <laughs> any judge can see the pain and suffering as someone completely different. It just depends on what jurisdiction you're in and what judge you have that day. So again, the monetary damages aspect, it can also be compared to criminal as the amount of years. But with years, or the time that happens to be put on a, uh, on a criminal, there's just... I just see a very distinct difference between that because judge, judges even have uh, outlines to help them with determining the amount of years to be put or to, the amount of years to incarcerate a criminal. But again, I don't make the rules. I just have to abide by them, but I'm just not a big fan of them. Anyways, uh, another big difference between uh, civil and criminal cases is their standard of judgment. Uh which in criminal, everyone, for the most part, uh, knows the term beyond a reasonable doubt. That is looking at every single material fact of the case, every single shred of evidence, every single little bit of the case in a criminal trial. If there is no reasonable doubt that can be put on anything in there to rule the plaintiff, to rule the the <laughs> now I'm getting confused to rule the defendant as guilty if they're back up <laughs> if there is no reasonable doubt on any piece of evidence anything that happens in the trial then the jury is demanded to return a, a guilty verdict now if they find any reasonable doubt anywhere on any piece of evidence then they have the option of coming back with not guilty now i'm sure no jury has in the entire world except except for 12 angry men has looked at every shred of evidence if you haven't watched 12 angry men that's honestly a very great movie to watch i highly recommend it um yeah it's it's just a great movie it's black and white it's one of the older ones i think it really encapsulates uh the weight that a jury sometimes has to deal with so 
uh, yeah, you have beyond reasonable doubt for the criminal side. Now, on the civil side, you have preponderance of the evidence. Now, what that? What might that be? That is, as long as there's 50, as long as the evidence weighs against either side with 50% plus a feather, then the judge or jury is compelled to rule with that side. Now, take that, look at this with the idea of the scales of justice, or just a two-sided scale. They're completely equal, but when you put the feather on that one side, putting enough evidence against that person going down, then the judge, judge or jury must rule in favor of the person that doesn't have the feather. That is just, to me, I completely understand that there is no way to possibly have a reasonable doubt on no piece of evidence. I completely understand that a lot of civil trials there is a lot of there is a lot of gray area that encapsulates any trial and that's why a lot of your courts have gone down to this preponderance of the evidence to keep out that backlog uh, but to me it's just it's just a faulty standard of judgment that doesn't always allow for that a party to be for either party to be rightfully justified with a real real decision now that's where the appeals process comes in that's where your due process that's where everything else written into the law comes in but to me again it's just one reason why i'm not a fan of civil litigation i understand its purpose but it's just it's more work than the rewards of what might come out of a civil litigation trial so I mean, that's just a short version of why I don't like civil litigation. I just want to keep this uh, first episode short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, I want to go into a little bit of the next steps that I want to uh, talk about for this podcast. Uh, I have several episodes lined up already. Uh, I wrote down that future jurisdictions one. Uh, I'm just going to keep it... I'm going to keep... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to keep posting these as often as I can just to keep myself uh, going with this. I'm not always on top of staying with things, but this podcast is something I'm very excited about right now, or really, I'm very excited about just in general. Uh, so I I really want to interview you, actually. Uh, anyone that wants to talk with me about uh law and politics and anything that surrounds it if you want to comment on this episode at all uh feel free to reach out to me i am or my email that you can reach me is i just i just wrote this down it is law and politics the student spin there's no colon it's all together and is completely spelled out everything's completely spelled out law and politics the student spin at gmail.com uh feel free to send anything you want. Again, law and politics, the students spin.